0: Welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. I'm Dr. Margaret. This is a show where I like to take you on a journey to look at things in a different way. I take the normal, the strange, the paranormal, and yes, even the usual. And I try to help you have a different perspective on many of the things that you think you know all about. So today, I'd like to talk about what if. You know, we all say, what if this happens and what if that happens? Just how does your mind work when you think about alternatives? How often do you question what you are doing? I know I do. I do it all the time. I start doing one thing and then I think, I wonder how it's going to turn out. Perhaps I should do something else instead. You know, it's very easy to convince ourselves that something we think we're going to do and do it well might, in the back of our mind, not work. So I know what I do is I often think about an alternative, something else that I could do instead. But the thing is, when I start thinking about the alternative, then I start putting energy into two things. Before I know where it is, or anything is, i come to that, I'm confused. So let's take a look at the kinds of things that we do. How often do you actually question yourself while you're doing something? Do you actually say to yourself, Did I think this through before I started it? Or did I just jump on and have a go, and be creative, and inventive, and hope that something turns out, but you know what? Our mind is very inventive. I know that sometimes I think about things that might happen in the world. For example, what would you think if you were born in Africa, in the middle of the desert area? And here's your father, and he's saying to you, take this stick and bang on the ground and listen. And when you listen, what you're actually looking for is a resonation, a vibration. And that vibration tells you that there is some water underneath. And then you have to go get another stick, hollow it out, stick that little fine stick down in the ground and start sucking and sucking until you get some water and then quickly grab all that water into an urn of some kind and then rush back to the tribe and tell everyone, hey, I found some water. Wouldn't you say that was a treasure? Wouldn't you say that was wonderful? Yet here we are in the Western world. We turn on the faucet, out comes the water. We moan and groan because someone has cleaned it and made it drinkable. But how would you be if you were drinking this muddy water in the desert? Or, supposing you were born in another country. Let's say you were born in um, some, let's think, uh, Brazil. Most of us don't speak Brazilian. Now, imagine that you've come out of your country, and you've come to America or France, somewhere else, and they're all speaking a language that you can't understand. How long would it be before you start guessing? What would you say to yourself? What if I could understand them? How would I respond to them? I wonder if they're thinking about me and how strange I am. What would it be like if I could speak their language? Well, of course, we have education today and we can go to school and we can learn several languages if we want to. But then we start saying to ourselves, well, what if I do speak several languages? What's the purpose of it? What would I do with it? I know because I teach in Japan a lot, and I've been over there for 15 years, I'm very lazy. I actually tell myself every time I go that I'm going to learn Japanese. I've even got CDs all around me. I'm full of intentions. But very often, I don't have time. It's ways like That's my excuse. But what about other things we think about? What if I had a lot of money? What would I do? What would I do with all that money? I know I always talk about the fact that I want to do more, help more people, so maybe make more CDs, um, maybe do some more workshops in places all over the world that I don't even know about yet. But it takes money. So what if I did have a lot of money? What if I went everywhere, day in, day out? Would my life be the same? Would I be the same? Would I really be doing all the things that I really want to do? Some people think, well, I'm very talented. You know, I can sing and dance. I can do all these things. And I want to be discovered, I want to be a superstar, I want to be on American Idol or something. What if I won? It's like, what if it came true? What if my dream came true? Well, for some people that happens. But they usually turn around afterwards and tell you it it is nothing like I expected it to be. And there are all these things that I have to do to adapt. I have to become something else. I have to squeeze in lots more things. And the more I try to do the best that I can, the harder it becomes. And the harder it is, the more complicated it is. I know for me, when I'm traveling all over the place, I have to really think ahead, sometimes two or three months in advance. It's crazy. And I really wish that I could stop and just Mosey through the day. But what is a day like? Should we work from eight to five and then come home and hang loose with the kids, watch a movie, and then maybe go to bed early, get up with the sun and carry on day in, day out with a routine that seems to be normal? What if that changed? What if suddenly there was a storm outside and a whirlwind came and it blew your house away. Well, unfortunately, there are people in the world that go through that experience. I hope I never do. But um, what's it like? What's it like losing everything that you've got, being left without your treasures, all the things that you really care about, Let's talk about all those things that you really care about. Maybe they cost you money. Maybe you work really, really hard to get them. And maybe while you've got them, you have to keep on putting more money into it. To keep them, that is. And as long as you keep them, you're in a loop. Day in, day out, you have to go to work to pay for those things. So wouldn't you prefer to be living in the middle of the desert, just sucking out water? Well, comfort. What is comfort all about? What if you had all the comfort in the world? Let's say you're so rich or you own property or maybe you've even inherited something and there you are sitting there with your little drink in your hand and uh, the weather's fine and you're somewhere you wanted to be. And you can relax, and you don't have to worry about a thing. Would it be long before you would start worrying? Perhaps you start thinking, well, you know, I really don't know what's going on in my world with all the money being made by all these tycoons who are around me, and how do I know that they're really spending my money wisely? And how do I know they're not pulling me, taking some of my money away and losing it? I better check. And of course, when we start checking, then we have to start learning. And when we start learning, guess what? We're back in the loop and everything becomes complicated again. So what if you dream that you live on a desert island? You know, there used to be a program years ago that I listened to when I was a young girl. You could take ten records, as we called them in those days. Today you call them CDs. Take them with you. What would you choose? And I was used to know exactly what I wanted. A couple of songs from the pop scene, a few operatic kind of songs that I love to sing, and most important, a few books. Books weren't really recorded in those days, but now they are. And it's very easy to be listening to someone reading you a book, but... How much effort did someone put into recording that book for you? And how often do you take whatever you have for granted? So what if you lost it all? Let's be really negative and say that a big comet flies out of the sky, hits the earth, knocks it off its little axis, it wobbles all over the place, and suddenly overnight, You're the only survivor on this planet. No electricity. No gas. No street lights. Nothing pitch black at night. And during the day there's dust storms. It's hard to find any food. And everyone that you do meet is half dead. Is in a misery. Doesn't really know what's going on. Well that's scary isn't it? But in a way It's not so scary because everything that you've been worrying about, everything that you were working so hard to get and to keep, is gone. And when it's gone, what do you do? You stop and cry and mourn the loss of whatever it is that you had, and then you move on. Let's talk about relationships. I have to admit that I've been married more than once. And as those marriages came to an end, yes, there were two that came to an end, then I found myself mourning the loss of my dream, my hope, bridge Charming, doing all the right things in the right way for the right purposes and the right reasons. And day by day, bit by bit, I suddenly realized, hey, this dream isn't the dream I want to be in. It's not the perfect dream. It's not my inner truth. And then I began to speculate on what if I was on my own? What would I do? Of course, it took me a while to decide what I did want to do. And I knew that I was already a metaphysician, a psychic, and a healer. So I knew I wanted to do that. But how was I going to do it? Well, I had to decide, I had to take a deep breath, I had to plunge in, I had to say, imagine I've lost everything I have, and up came fear. Oh yes, I was afraid. It was very easy to say to myself, I'm going to do it. It was quite another thing to actually set the foot out there into the world and start over and do it. But I did. And the one thing that I realized, I started to do it was that I had been telling myself for a very long time that I couldn't do it. That if all the things that I thought could go wrong, then I was going to be stuck. I was going to be helpless. I was going to be useless. I was not going to be able to do anything on my own. Now I know that A lot of people believe themselves to be useless. They're afraid of change. I always try and help people. And by the way, if you're interested, you can go to my website, which is listed on the page that you're looking at. Or you can find someone who can help you to understand that you can change. One of the things that we do do is help people by making hypnosis CDs for them, a personalized one, that is, where they can face their fears. But then we get back to the fear of change. The mind. The mind is consciously saying all the time, what if this happens? What if my biggest fear happens? What if I fail? Well, what is failure? I know that through the years that I've gone out there in the world, I've had times when I felt that I'd failed. I felt that I'd missed out on my opportunities. But the truth, when I look back, I didn't miss anything. All the things I thought that were good for me turned out to be bad for someone else. And in fact, I was protected, if you like, from not being involved in some of the things that people were doing. So, what's our brain doing when it's telling us that we need to hang on to what we've got? that we need to work and slave away morning, noon, and night. What is it really doing? Well, I'll tell you. It's burying memories. It's saying, don't look at yesterday unless you want to bring it up and compare notes. And of course, when we compare notes, what we actually find is that we have a summation of a variety of events and we try and clump them all together and say, aha, I'm wise. I know by every single experience that I've ever had that this is a situation where I can either jump in or I can withdraw and walk away. But the trouble is, the conscious mind can be a liar, a manipulator, a cheat. He can tell you falsehoods. He can say to you, this is going to work out when it isn't. I know because I've done it. There are a lot of times afterwards when I've said to myself, why, why did I do that? Why did I make that choice when my intuition, my instinct, that part of me that is deep down inside in my guts was saying, "Uh uh-uh, don't do it, walk away, or the reverse, stop being a baby, stop being scared, get out there and do it. One of the things that I used to say to many of my clients back in the early 80s was get into communications with the computer. Start using it to talk to people. Well, little did I know how well that was going to develop. And here today, guess what? I'm one of the large people in line using it. Why? Because I told myself, hey, I don't really know about computers. Well, so do many other people. They say that too, but somehow they taught themselves. And somehow I'm struggling to teach myself even now. So let's talk about why you're born where you are born. Why did your spirit choose to be born in the city you were born into and to have the parents that you had? Was it just a coincidence or was it something that you particularly wanted. I know that I was born in 1942 in England, in the middle of the night, 3.20 a.m., when German bombs were falling all around the hospital. What an entrance! Why did I choose that? Well, it was a way for my spirit to open up to the way of the world and to my lessons. And my lessons were very much about Helping people who are suffering. But in order to help them, I first had to suffer myself. So, guess what? I like to do everything the hard way. And every time I did something the hard way, I was looking for praise. Someone to say, hey, you did so well there. What did I get? Criticism. Everyone was telling me I was not reaching high enough, expanding myself wide enough that I didn't understand, that I was strange, unusual, weird, because I was psychic, and so on and so on. And all the while, something inside me was saying, don't listen, listen to yourself. And I would. But guess what? It wasn't long before i turned to someone and say, well, what do you think? What's your opinion? What should I do? And of course, I'd listen to them, and sometimes I had, I'd absolutely hear some rubbish stuff, and I'd, oh no, that's not what I want to do, and I could make a very easy decision from that. But there were some times when people would say, oh, this is my wisdom, and I'd sit there and think, yes, I think so. And I'd mull it over, follow their advice, and find out that I'd done nothing that was good. Everything crumbled. For example, once someone said to me, invest in t-shirts, put this particular logo on, and so I did. And by the time the t-shirts were up and out, it was too late. The event had finished, and my money had gone down the drain. So how do we know that our intuition, our instinct, can tell us when it's the right time to act? Well, the first thing we have to do is to stop thinking what if, okay, because what if immediately makes us think about a billion trillion possibilities that could happen to us. I know that a lot of people right now are thinking about earthquakes and floods and storms and ocean coming over the land and so on. It is scary, but if you spend all day thinking about your fears, worrying about what's going to happen, you're not going to be able to enjoy the moment. Sometimes, you know, accidents happen. Sometimes people don't really know what's happened to them because their mind is going. You know, people suffer with Alzheimer's or get hit over the head and lose their memory. And when that happens, guess what? They're actually happy. They're happy because they can't remember all that history, all those things that they've been measuring and counting events about, you know, comparing notes, as it were, in their brain. All they can do is think about now. getting up in the morning, doing whatever it is they have to do, and discovering more about themselves. If you've ever got time, I suggest that you rent the movie regarding Henry. It makes the point very clear there, where someone with a very sharp brain, through surgery, ends up with a whole point of view about themselves in a different dynamic, and something else happens. Won't tell you what, because I don't want to spoil the movie. But, you know, things happen. Uh, For example, when Princess Diane died, the whole world went into absolute panic and chaos about their loved ones. What if I lost my loved one? I must say I love you today before I leave. It's very important to think about every moment and every one that's in your life. Do you value them and appreciate them? Even if you're angry with them, it's important to make up before you move on. Because you don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. In all the guessing in the world, all the what-ifs to your mind are going to be wrong. Because one thing that you can be sure of is that the unexpected is going to happen. And the unexpected could be tragic. I know someone recently who was very, very happily married, a very short period in time, and unfortunately her husband got killed in a car accident, and she was pregnant and left to deal with her situation. It seems so bad and it seems so tragic. But when they looked into the situation, what nobody knew was he was on the QT doing drugs. So what would have happened in the future as the drugs taken more of a hold on him? How would that marriage have turned out? Well, we never know. And we could speculate what if, but it would only be a very negative story. But perhaps not. Perhaps he could have cleaned up. We'll never know. But what we can say of now is to think about who we are. You know, there are lots of things I like to talk about and I like to teach and share in workshops. And I'm going to be doing a one-day special event at the World Mysteries Convention in Tempe, Arizona on the 12th of October. I'm going to be teaching Crypto Acupuncture and pterogram Therapy. If you'd like to know more and you'd like to attend, just simply go to their website www.worldmysteriesconvention.com That is spelled out as you're saying it correctly. And I'll be there and I would love to meet you. But let's get back to what you can do to enjoy your life The quality of life is important. In my book, Discover Your Baby Spirit, you'll find out that we are coded in the DNA with a type of group of energy that we fit in with other people. Some of us are very psychic, some not so. In my book, Breakthrough Therapies, Crystal Acupuncture and Teragram Therapy, you'll read about how we're programmed to think negatively, and how it is important to think in positive ways. And in my book, The Rejection Syndrome, you'll learn how we are coded with a soul structure to give us a personality and a character. When you put all this together, you can see you've got a lot of choice in the way you put yourself out to the world. It's important to try and be as positive as you can. So think of this world as a place you're here for a temporary period of time to enjoy. Look at the earth around you. If you're where there's grass and trees, appreciate them. If you're like me in the desert, appreciate how life exists in such a barren place. It's amazing when you think about how mankind has explored the world and brought all the things that we have into modern times. Just imagine if you were a sailor for the first time in that wickety old boat going all the way around the world to find America. Having faith and trust in yourself that you can do whatever you need to do is important. You must think about the quality of your life. You must get off the sofa. You must use the energy that your body has. So you might like to follow Your creative pursuits. You might like to walk, walk with a friend, in the park, or run, exercise with someone else. Maybe you want something more physical like dancing. That's the main thing right now. Everybody loves to dance. I personally love to dance and sing. I've always sung. You know singing is very good for the throat chakra because it removes all that negativity. I used to actually sing my anger, you know, I'm so alone, and uh, go on embellishing my feelings until I got it out of me. After all, that's what songs are about. They just sing how we feel. So if you've got a favourite song, sing it out, belt it out, and let yourself let go of any stress, tension, and negativity that you've got running from your brain into your body, causing all that stress and tension. And most important, don't look back. Don't keep going back to what was. Just go back to what you've learned, what you've become as a result of the memories. We can't erase the memories, but we can assimilate them. We can say to ourselves, I see how I've grown. I see how I've evolved. And now that I'm at this point in my life, I am going to stand still feel tall, walk the walk, and feel the oneness. I have a saying called, walk in the way of the oneness. We used to say that on my TV show. And now it's important to remember it, to say it again. So perhaps you'll start saying it to other people. Remember, walk in the way of the oneness. What is the oneness? Well, if you like to go into the archives, You can see where I've talked about that before. Now that you're in this present time, look at today. Look at who you are. Realize that WHAT IF is not about fear, but rather about choice. You can make any choice you want to make. The world is a free place. It's only your mind that tells you that you cannot do the things that you think you want to do. If you stop and think about people in foreign places who have nothing, they find a way, they struggle and strive, and they survive, and they make something of their lives. Don't let technology, don't let all the equipment that you've got in your house, or all the neighbors, or anyone else, come into your life and blow it for you, ruin it for you. Instead, take charge of your life. Seriously, you have to think about what it is that you want to do with your journey in this life. Where do you imagine you'd like to be? It doesn't mean you will be there, but where would you imagine you would like to be in five years' time? You know, stimulation of ideas is about allowing self to actually develop and grow towards those ideas and ultimately make action happen. So if you want something, you got to go get it. Well, I've enjoyed talking to you about this and I would love it if you would like to write to me and discuss this with me. You can see my email address on the page that you're looking at. I also would like to hear about topics, subjects you'd like me to talk about. There's so much. And when I'm just choosing for myself, and sitting here just talking to you, I'm not aware of what you think or what you feel. So I really need your feedback. I need you to tell me if you like the show. I need you to tell me if you want more from me than I'm giving you. I need to know if you can tell a friend about it too because people need help. So I hope I've helped you today. Thank you for listening to me, because I really enjoyed talking to you. Stay well. Be happy. Bless you.